0: Hi everyone. Welcome to Outback Team Building and Training Tips, a monthly audio resource for HR and business professionals. This podcast is produced by Outback Team Building and Training, a leading team building, training, and consulting provider for organizations across North America. I'm your host, Yasmin Shemesh, and this month I'm joined by special guest Morgan Thomas, who is an interior designer at Cutler, a commercial interior design firm that's based in Vancouver and does projects all across Canada. We gave Morgan a call to talk about all things office design, and she was just so knowledgeable and had some really fantastic insight on the subject. We had a great chat, and we're excited to share it with you here. I think you'll really enjoy it. So, without further ado, here is our interview with Morgan.
1: Thank you so much again for joining me today, Morgan, and for taking the time to chat with us.
2: Yeah, thanks so much for having me. So, so how's your day going so far? It's good. It's early, so, uh, so <laughs> nothing to complain about, and uh, sun is out and shining, so it's always a good, a good start to the day. It's
1: good way to start it, for sure.
2: All right, so um, our topic
1: that we're going to be speaking about this month is office design, um, but before we really jump in, um, let's start out with our quick tip of the month. So every month, we begin our episodes with a quick tip for our listeners. What is one really simple thing um, that somebody could do just to improve the overall atmosphere around the office at work?
2: Sure. That's a, a great setup for a quick tip. Um, one of the simplest and most cost-effective improvements that can make a really big impact, actually, is fresh paint. So it might sound really simple, but, um, and it might just be a matter of replacing a dated color for something fresh. Uh, or there could even be some patterns or murals involved that really express the company culture and the brand.
1: I mean, something as simple as color can make such a huge Absolutely. impact. Yeah, it can totally transform the feel of, of a room. Thank you for sharing that. All right, so let's get started. How long have you been working in the design world?
2: I have been working in the design world for about nine years now. Um oh, wow. That's that's when I graduated with my bachelor's degree, so uh, so since then I've been out in the real world, but I think design has, has always kind of been a, a part of my life.
1: That's great. So, so what what continues to inspire you
2: about design? Well, what got me interested initially and in what I continue to enjoy about it is genuinely how much fun it is, which maybe sounds like an easy answer, but um, but it really is great. I get to be creative every day. I get to work with all kinds of other really creative people. Uh, there's always a new puzzle to solve, and there's nothing quite like that feeling of seeing happy clients in their new space that was really developed specifically for them.
1: So can you tell me um, just a little bit more about the the company and what you guys are all about?
2: Absolutely. Uh, so Cutler is a commercial interior design architecture firm. Um, we're based right here in Vancouver. And uh, we started in 2010 and worked primarily on retail projects. So then some of our clients in retail actually asked us to design some of their other spaces, such as offices. And since then, we've kind of organically grown to encompass all kinds of other sectors in the commercial kind of improvement world, such as office, fitness, restaurants, and medical spaces, as well as our original foundation of retail. And this retail foundation actually taught us the importance of brand and the customer experience. Mm -hmm. So, now our multifaceted team, which includes all kinds of individuals with all kinds of backgrounds, such as interior design, architecture, project management, graphic design, and branding, um, really have this forte in creating a unique uh, environment and aesthetic tailored to each and every company based on that brand and that customer experience.
1: That's fantastic. Yeah, you guys Mm -hmm. do some, some beautiful, beautiful work as well.
2: Thank you so much. Yeah, we're actually first to hit the scenes in our downtown office right now. So um, one of the, the big projects that's going on in our office is actually designing our own new office just a few blocks away. So that's, that's been exciting. a really exciting. Yeah, it's really exciting. And it's been um, a great learning experience to genuinely be in the client's shoes and to collaborate with our team as both designers and the client.
1: So now I know that you guys have done work for some pretty big names, um, like Samsung, Nespresso. Um, and I read that a recent client of yours, Boardwalk uh, Optometry, recently received the Interior Design Designers Institute of British Columbia Shine Award of Excellence, which is amazing. And uh, one of your designers, Tina Vatola, was chosen as designer of the year. So I wanted to give you guys congratulations on that. It's fantastic.
2: Thank you so much. Yeah, we're so excited and, and uh, honored to really have our work recognized. And um, just absolutely thrilled that TINA is being celebrated by our community. It, um, you know, we found out about the Award of Excellence first, which we were obviously excited about, and then mm-hmm. to find out about um, TINA being honored was just the biggest biggest thing that's happened to us all year, probably. Um, mm-hmm. And we already knew that we had a gem in TINA, but it's really great that, that the rest of the world knows. With it mm-hmm. too. Oh, that's really great.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, so now... Going back to, uh, to office design, um, in what ways does office design differ from other kinds of design, especially when it comes to things like aesthetic versus function?
2: Mm-hmm. Well, both, both aesthetic and function are important in office design, mm-hmm. but there are, I would say what separates it maybe from some other kinds of commercial design is that there are generally more layers of function than some other spaces. Um, People spend a large portion of their time at work, and people work in all different kinds of ways, and there are generally many different types of people, different departments, um, different workflows that happen, all within one office. So um, maybe something different from office to retail, let's say, for example, is retail, you've generally got two, maybe three um, different people and experiences that you're trying to tailor to. In offices, there's just, that's multiplied. Mm-hmm. So you really have to create a space that can support all of those styles and functions throughout the day, while also enhancing the culture and ultimately being a space that people enjoy spending time in. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, absolutely, and and like you said too, obviously not all businesses have the same kind of needs for their office as well.
2: Absolutely, yeah. Everybody works. Um, everybody works in different ways. Some clients. Have offices that are actually customer facing but then you also have to incorporate that aspect of it too and make a great first impression every time you walk into the door mm-hmm. um, and other other clients have offices where it's really just their own and so maybe they want it to feel a little bit more um, like like their own home.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, so now one, one concept that's always interested me about office design is um, and, you know, the way that people work differently in different spaces, um, is if employee purpose can be driven by design, um, because our surroundings, especially when we're, when we're at work and we're in this, this space that we're, we're in, spending such a large portion of our lives in, um, and our surroundings impact our lives so directly and, impact in a larger sense our behavior. Um, so can can the workspace be used
2: as an engagement tool in that sense? Absolutely. So that's a great point that you made. You know, our, our behaviors are really driven when we're in a space by what's happening in the space. Like, if you want people to sit in a space, you put chairs. And, and if you want people to meet in a space, you put a big table and kind of a gathering area. Um, mm-hmm. So absolutely. And... Uh, there's tools such as um, different types of pathways that you can use throughout an office, different types of circulation to actually drive things like engagement. Um, one of the things that we've um, been trying to do recently, and we're seeing more and more of, is you know because we have these big open workstations, um, what we find is that there's so many more opportunities to create other flexible spaces throughout an office, and to create these moments for interaction and collaboration. Mm-hmm. Um, so one, one way that we're trying to maximize that is if there are, uh, if there is an office space that has multiple floors, sometimes trying to uh, put an actual interconnected staircase between those two floors versus mm-hmm. having everyone always hit the elevator has been a really great opportunity for engagement and interaction because people have that physical connection between the two spaces, often mm-hmm. meet on the stairs, around the stairs, kind of organically bump into each other which actually ends up uh, being very productive in the long run um, for the whole team. Yeah,
1: on that note, too, um, how, does, how does architecture contribute to how we function at work?
2: Uh, yeah, I would actually say that architectural interior design very much go hand in hand. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the exterior of the building and the overall structure can really dictate things like the amount of natural light and fundamental adjacencies, um, for example, uh, plumbing for kitchens and washrooms or the, the physical core of the building, if it's in an office tower, um, where the elevators are located, the staircases, etc. cetera. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of architecture really overlaps with interior design, as well as other related fields, such as mechanical and electrical engineering. Mm-hmm. Um, and they really collaborate with that whole team throughout the process. And most commercial design projects are, are really a collaborative effort of all different types of skills.
1: Mm-hmm. So now, what are your thoughts on cubicles? Because i i read i read read a lot of um i read a lot of articles recently that are you know sort of very much against that kind of in quotation marks sort of old model of of workstations because it it closes you off and it maybe doesn't promote productivity. So a lot of um a lot of newer office spaces that are being designed are sort of issuing that and going more towards an open concept. Um, so, yeah, so yeah what, are, what are your thoughts on that?
2: Yeah, that's a, a great question and a very hot topic. Um, mm-hmm. So cubicles, there's definitely some pros and cons to cubicles. Um, I would say the biggest pro is privacy, um, both visual and acoustics. Um, the cons include inefficient use of space, So, you know, when you give one individual that much square footage, all of a sudden you can't fit in as many people, which is kind of a downside. Um, And then also, like you kind of mentioned, the isolation factor that happens with cubicles. So while that visual and acoustic privacy is great, um, we're seeing that there's more strategic ways to create that privacy and in just the right increments Mm -hmm. so that people can be productive without... Feeling like they're in their own little world.
1: Yeah, yeah, and, and like like we were saying, it's everybody everybody works differently, so it's mm-hmm. I guess you have to just try to find that balance that works for that works for your specific needs.
2: Absolutely, and with today's flexibility in when and how people work, mm-hmm. the biggest benefit of physically being in the office is actually being able to work with the people that are there. So, um, being able to find that that great balance and giving people that flexibility to work how and 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 where they need to is, is a big part of that.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For sure. Um, so now what, what other kind of elements are, of design are important to keep in mind when it comes to things like productivity and managing stress levels?
2: Sure. Well, actually, the topic on cubicles was a good intro to that. So acoustics and <laughs> <take, laughs> visual privacy are actually two of the most important elements um,
1: yeah, sure.
2: that come to mind. Um, not taking these into account can lead to a really distracting environment that causes stress and and low productivity. So it's really important to keep things like acoustic separations, and this doesn't necessarily need to come in the form of walls. Um, You can apply acoustic materials to ceilings. Um, Even things like using carpet can be really helpful uh, in an office space, and there's some really beautiful-looking carpet out there Mm, nowadays and carpet tile that's really easy to replace. Um, and even things like acoustic partitions between workspaces that are just, a, you know, a partial height, um, just a foot or two high in between desks so that it's really cutting down on acoustics and kind of blocking the most distracting things happening while also making the space feel open enough that, that people can actually interact and engage with each other. Mm-hmm. That's very cool.
1: And, and what about colors? you you're mentioning um, right in the very beginning of our chat here about about adding you know color or uh, or a different pattern on the walls. Um, I've read a lot about you know sort of like blues and greens that kind of promote calmness, and that maybe some fiery colors like oranges or red can be more um, antagonizing. Um, yeah. So so how
2: how do how much does
1: color really affect that whole atmosphere in the office?
2: Sure, there's been lots of studies on the psychology of color and how different colors make us feel, um, and even how color affects our productivity, um, mm-hmm. so there's, there's lots of good research and lots of good opportunities uh, to incorporate color into the space, like we originally were talking about to, to really liven up the space, but it is important to generally know what, what you're trying to achieve with the color and then how to pick one based on, on your goals. So, for example, um, yellow tones have been shown to increase productivity, but as I'm sure you can imagine, using a lot of yellow can be a little overwhelming, and, and if you're using even the right or the wrong shade of yellow, it can actually right. actually create more tension and stress. Um, and then blues and greens are generally more calming. I would say that neutrals in general tend to be less distracting, but too many neutrals can ultimately create sort of a dull environment. So. Mm-hmm. One strategy for approaching color is using a neutral foundational palette and then really bringing in color through items that can be easily changed over time to add freshness and to make sure that the space really stands the test of time. Mm -hmm. So things like furniture and communal areas, for example, are great opportunities for a little bit more of an adventurous palette.
1: Mm -hmm. That's really cool. Yeah, this is little details, too, that make such a big difference.
2: Yeah, definitely. Even things like... Um, like we mentioned carpet a little bit, that there's mm-hmm. some carpet now that generally has a neutral palette, but then there's a, a few colors dripping through it or a nice undertone that can really help you bring out other other uh, colors to the face.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so now, again, we, we touched on this really briefly um, in our quick tip of the month at the beginning of our podcast, um, but I wanted to dive in just a little bit deeper um, on this as well. So, if a business does want to improve their surroundings, um, but they can't really afford something like a full-on renovation, um, what are the few little things that they could do that can still make that big impact?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think this is a, a great topic, and we, we see a lot of clients that um, that really, they've been in their space for a long time, and they, they really just want to make sure that their team is constantly being engaged and, and excited to come to work, and doing these little changes to the environment can, can have a big impact. So paint is still my favorite. Um, it goes, goes a long way, and like we talked about, color can have such a big impact. Mm-hmm. Um, another one I would say is furniture. So uh, it's generally very easy to replace and can make a big impact. So, you know, office furniture in general, uh, if you haven't, haven't renovated your office in a long time, might sound uh, not quite as fun as some other options, but office furniture has really come a long way. Mm-hmm. even just from a few years ago. And the right pieces can make employees feel right at home. And there are even some things like task chairs and more functional pieces of furniture that are really comfortable and supportive all day. So uh, they're actually supporting people on their tasks, making them more productive. They can um, stay at their desks longer uh, and really feel comfortable throughout the day. But they also look really great these days. Mm-hmm. A couple others are um, lighting and communal areas. So... Uh, lighting, particularly if you're in an older office, lighting can have an enormous impact. Uh, the right color, temperature, and output can create uh, a much more comfortable and productive environment, and LED fixtures, again, have come a really long way and uh, can even lead to really big savings in operational expenses because mm-hmm. they use so much less power than more traditional fixtures. Mm-hmm. And then communal areas. You know, if you can only select one area of the office to refresh, I'd recommend picking a space... That will add a lot of value to the entire team, not just a couple of individuals, and uh, it really just helps to kind of build that team spirit, and, you know, great things always come out of collaboration.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure, too. That's also, also a great place to be, if you have your communal space um, as a, a space that people want to sit and relax in and enjoy spending time. It can be a great way to also just refresh. Your focus and, mm-hmm. um, and recharge, which is just, I mean, beneficial in so many other aspects of, of your work life.
2: Absolutely. And if you design communal spaces properly, they can actually add to the productive square footage of your office. You know, they can kind of become these impromptu to meeting spaces and areas where people can kind of go to work in a more quiet setting on their own or, um, or even kind of collaborate together, things like moving furniture around can, uh, can easily create all different kinds of uh, configurations of, of work pods. So now, aside from
1: client requests, where do you draw inspiration from for your projects?
2: That's a good question. Um, well, generally, I would say uh, my sources and probably a lot of a lot of our team's sources of inspiration vary, um, but the client's brand and culture is always a source of inspiration for each project. I think it's really our starting point Where whenever we're starting something new. Um, we do what we call a discovery session where we kind of do a deep dive into their brand, their operations, their culture, how they use their current space, what they're looking for in their new space or their renovated space. Um, and that really dictates a lot of, of what the, the look and feel of the space ends up being. Um, and then I would say it's just, um, you know, it's really about creating a space that's well suited for the actual people. And so that's why it's so important to understand who those mm-hmm. people are. And then I think, um, personally, I would say things like walking and exploring are probably my biggest sources I love discovering new places, interior and exterior, um, even new creative people and their processes and how they work, um, their skills. Things like furniture makers and, and understanding all the joinery and details that go into something so um, so much smaller than a, a big space actually ends up informing a lot of, of what we can create in the, the entire environment. Mm-hmm. Um, and then really just analyzing how I and other people feel and behave in different types of spaces I think is, is great to kind of um, design new spaces that create the, the end result that we're after.
1: Yeah, I I find you can find inspiration in sometimes just like the most unexpected places. Like, you know, when you go for a walk and you something catches your eye, or, you know, if you watch an old film or something and like, oh that could that could work here. Absolutely. That's wonderful. So now uh before we wrap up, are there any more final thoughts that you'd like to
2: share with our listeners? Well, uh Tina might not know that uh that I'm sharing Tina's tips, um, but uh, <laughs> I thought I, I would share some some small bits of information and tips that I've learned from Tina over the years. Oh great! Um, our our very own designer of the year, um, <laughs> and uh, and some some things that she's helped me to keep in mind, particularly during office design projects. Um, so the first one, kind of small, but can actually make a big make a big impact. So one of the one of the complaints that we hear about. Some clients in their offices in the kitchen area, is that oftentimes the sink can just become filled up very easily with dirty dishes, even when there's a dishwasher. Mm-hmm. And so one of the things that Tina taught me was, if you don't want a kitchen sink full of dirty dishes, just give them a very small sink that can't hold very many dishes. <laughs> <So> they <laughs> They have to always move the dishes to the dishwasher. And then even giving some things like dishwasher drawers so they can always have one Dishwasher drawer that's clean and one that's dirty. um, So there's never an excuse to not put something directly in the dishwasher.
1: That's brilliant. Uh,
2: Little 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 (laughs) little things, right? (laughs) Little things. That's so Mm cute, though. Another one that's that's kind of similar. A little thing that makes a big difference is putting the copier in a communal area so that people can stretch their legs throughout the day and uh, kind of becomes an interactive communal space. You no, know, we're so, we talk about sit-stand desks and making sure that people aren't sitting for too long, so creating these things where people have to get up and, and stretch their legs maybe sounds like a little bit of an annoyance at first, but after putting it into practice, people really enjoy it and appreciate the quick little break. And then I would say the biggest thing that, uh, that I've seen Tina do in spaces that really just makes such a big um, difference is she's not afraid to incorporate some quirky items into the space and really figure out how to tell the story of the company and the people, which I think really goes a long way in helping them express who they are to other people, but also feeling like the space that they're in is really their own. There's not a better opportunity to really show that team spirit and that brand identity than the actual physical office environment. Uh, well, mm-hmm.
1: thank you for sharing those tips, and thank you to Tina for those amazing tips as well. <laughs> <laughs> and, and and thank you again for joining me today, Morgan. It was really lovely chatting with you, and uh, thank you for sharing your wonderful
2: insights. Yeah, thank you so much for having me and uh, inviting the, the Cutler crew to provide a little bit of advice on office design.
0: That's it for this episode of Outback Team Building and Training Tips. Outback Team Building and Training helps organizations across North America build relationships through memorable team building, training, and consulting experiences. And our team has been recommended by over 14,000 corporate groups in the United States and Canada. For more tips and expert advice on how to improve the atmosphere around your office, visit the downloadable resources section of our website at OutbackTeamBuilding.com to download your free copy of 50 Easy Ways to Improve Your Office Environment. And don't forget to subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, or wherever you may listen to your podcasts. Until next time, thank you for listening.